the glory days are here to say the 80s horror show. Take a stroll down memory's lane, it's time to start the show. The gory days, the gory days, the gory days, the gory days. Welcome to the gory days, the show where we take a stroll down memory slain to remember our favorite horror movies. It's Thursday again, and that means, yes, that's right, another episode of the gory days with me, Kyle, talking about American Horror Story 1984. Welcome back. The latest episode is episode number three, I know, because I now have three pieces of paper with copious notes taken uh, on each episode, so let's just jump right into it with this week's uh, first segment. What the hell just happened? So if you just finished watching watching the episode, you have uh, probably just as many, if not more, questions than I do, and... Uh, well, so anyway, what the hell just happened? Uh, this isn't Mystery LLC. This is what the hell just happened. Starting off from last week, the last week's end status saw Xavier Trevor Montana trapped in a cabin with supposedly Mr. Jingles banging on the outside. Meanwhile, Brooke, Ray, Chet, and Rita were in the infirmary with the Night Stalker banging on their door. So let's start with uh, that uh, second group. The Night Stalker bursts in, uh, causes all kinds of chaos, and basically we're establishing that Ray is a son of a bitch, just a terrible person. Uh, he's the one that suggests that they uh, go by Darwin's rule, survival of the fittest, that uh, if I can outrun one of you, uh, three of us should survive, and the only one who doesn't, uh, too bad, it was it was never meant to be uh, kind of mentality. So uh, when the Night Stalker bursts in, they all kind of uh, poke fun at him for that. Uh, crazy idea but we're gonna get a lot of evidence that ray is a terrible terrible person this episode and this is just the first example uh he and chet get away together kind of they fall into the trap that we saw in the uh last episode um man chet gets himself his his like arm is the like flesh meat between your shoulder your arm and your uh chest and all those good organ parts in the middle uh stabbed through uh by like these they call it something and i don't i i didn't have my subtitles on i probably should have but uh it's uh like a vietnam trap that chet explained since uh Ben, Benjamin Richter, a.k.a. Mr. Jingles, was a Vietnam vet. He probably saw these kinds of traps in Vietnam where people would fall in. Uh, typically, GIs uh, would fall in so the Viet Cong could come over and find them and torture them, I, uh, probably, not ideally. Oh, my God. So that's what happened in the infirmary. But the other cabin, which saw uh, Xavier, Trevor, and Montana hold up while Xavier was kind of having a panic attack uh, with all of the horribleness that's been happening finally coming down on him mainly because he felt responsible for the uh, porn producer slash director uh who got himself killed what happens is it turns out there are copycat mr jingles on the loose these these people walking around who <laughs> i mean they're not mr jingles they're they, they say that it's like a tradition that on the eve of, or no on the eve on the anniversary of the killings from uh back in 1970 that margaret booth survived and that the hitchhiker saw and didn't survive <laughs> um they like these teens dress up in costume as mr jingles and cause pranks and like uh cause pranks in the town and mess with people and it's i i don't know 
I guess it's a play on like Mischief Night. I can't think of, there must be a more extreme example of people taking the anniversary of a very real murder or event and dressing up as the people from it way too soon. I don't know. It was 14 years ago. Uh, and these, these kids are like uh, maybe 18. Uh, so who knows? Maybe they've been doing it their whole lives. Uh, they don't understand uh, the significance. But um, that's that's some of the, I didn't even think about it, some of the like, adult horror is how lightly these kids in this town are taking this. I guess it's not because they get killed for it, most of them anyway. Um, uh, so Xavier Montana and Trevor uh, come out of the cabin and find out that they're copycat Mr. Jingles. And uh, so that's how that situation gets resolved. Now, we've got Ray and Chet stuck at the bottom of a pit, and we are going to learn something about them in a second. But first, Rita and Brooke, uh, who separated from Chet and Ray, uh, are now together back at the car, and they're wondering where everyone is. And Rita is suggesting to Brooke that she go on ahead. She go to t- well, no, Brooke is the one saying that I should I should go to town, and Rita's like, mm, all right. Uh, she eventually capitulates until before... Uh, Rita syringes Brooke and we get this flashback. She's like, uh, I wish you could see your face right now. Um, <laughs> there's a, a few good lines in this episode. I hope I remember to call them all out, but that's one of them. Then we get this flashback to a week ago where we learn that Rita is in fact, uh, there's more to her than we thought. Her real name is Donna Chambers. And a week ago, she approached the doctor, that the chief of medicine, Dr. Hopple, uh, from the asylum that we met last episode and the episode before, but we finally got her name last episode before she died. She was killed. Uh, in flashback, we see that Donna Chambers, a.k.a. Rita, <laughs> uh, I, I guess, I don't know if I'll have to keep switching back, but Donna Chambers, a.k.a. Rita, approached them to uh, meet Mr. Jingles uh, because she said she's working on her PhD, but even then I feel like there's, she's got some ulterior motives. Something's going on here. Uh, and long story short, she's the one who helped Mr. Jingles escape. In her interview, she talks about how she doesn't believe people are born evil, that they're, that we all have the potential to do horrible things within us, but it takes uh, outside uh, stimuli, stimuli that causes people to commit repeated uh, violent crimes, she believes. Uh, which is kind of a common theme, but we're not talking about themes right now. We're talking about uh, what the hell just happened. So that's what we learned, that Mr. Jingles has gotten out because Rita, a.k.a. Donna Chambers, uh, let him go or, or taught him, told him what he needed to do to get out of there um, by like reaching out to him in that way and believing in him that he, he wasn't made evil. He, I mean, he wasn't born evil. He was made evil. So then the other thing we learn is that Donna Chambers stole her identity from a young woman who was actually coming to the uh, kids' camp, Redwood, Camp Redwood, to be a nurse. She intercepted her at a gas station, and uh, we can only... Oh, or, anyway, yeah, so Rita took care of her uh, because... Or no, gosh, Donna took care of Rita and assumed her identity so later we see the real rita uh it's it's pretty fun but we just cut away from that from that flashback we don't know where donna 
took uh, Brooke. <laughs> we don't know where Rita, aka Donna, took Brooke. That's that's uh, a lingering question that's kind of left up in the air, but we don't have time because we have to learn about somebody else on this show, Ray. We have to find his past. So last episode, we got to look into Brooke's past, her horrible past that, God, could be its own movie. Uh, we see Ray's past where he was in a fraternity and he had a pledge and he got drunk one night and fell down the stairs and died or so they thought so when he tried to like disguise the death as a car accident to roll him over the bluffs he wakes up and and ray tries his best i guess kind of to save him but it, it's over so ray killed him twice if if you if you want to go down that road uh so that's ray's cross to bear uh anyway ray abandons chet down there with his uh chest like pierced through uh and inter- and uh meets up with xavier uh, montana and trevor and uh he lies to them about the situation and uh, convinces the group to split with Ma- montana and ray going off to get on uh Tra- trevor's bike uh, to go into town and get the police to come and help them. Meanwhile, Xavier and Travis are going to go back and uh, try to find Chet. Um, so that's just what they do. Uh, but before that, like I said, I mentioned they saw the real Rita in like the docks where they ran away, uh, where they ran to. They were hiding in the docks and uh, Mr. Jingles because when they saw, uh, I guess I kind of skipped over it before. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to the good parts. Uh, when Xavier Montana and Trevor ran out to see the copycat Jingles, they were quickly killed by the real Jingles who showed up right behind them uh, and just slices them both up. It's pretty great. He's uh, his other friend after watching probably his best friend get stabbed and killed and gutted and sliced his neck open. He goes, what's your damage? <laughs> I can understand you're in shock, but yeah. Um... And that's when they had to run away to the dock where they found the real Rita, who we can only assume has been tied up there for a week. Uh, So she's understandably shaken when they wake her up. And once they untie her and she crawls away a little bit, the real Mr. Jingles kills the real Rita with a big ol' oar down the throat, which is a pretty great great way to kill somebody in any medium. (laughs) So when Xavier and Trevor find Chet, they uh, are able to... Well, Xavier is able to lift Chet off of that spike and thankfully not kill him. I mean, he's bleeding out. We'll see how many episodes he lasts uh, if they don't get him to a doctor or something or, or a real nurse. But she's dead. Uh, they uh, like sneak around the corner, all three of them, and they hear what they think is the Mister, oh, the real Mr. Jingles. And so Tre- Trevor, with all his bravado, goes like uh, his knife and my guns and smacks his arms and goes into battle and tackles the guy. He pushes him into the same pit. And we can only assume that that guy is dead and dying. He's stabbed down there and uh, Xavier comes over and like cheers him on and Chet surprisingly is walking around and then Trevor finds the mask and he holds it up and he's like that wasn't the the real Mr. Jingles or something like that it's like oh no they killed a normal person they killed the kid maybe maybe an 18 year old but uh, another person they didn't want to kill not the person that was attacking them 
Meanwhile, Montana and Ray have made it all the way back to the bicycle, uh, and they're ready to get on, but the Night Stalker shows up, and he's walking toward them, and Ray pieces out, because once again, he is a complete piece of crap. Um, yet another piece to the Ray puzzle that he sucks, uh, which ultimately sucks, but there's only so many characters and, uh, what are you going to do? But he gets on the motorcycle and he abandons Montana and basically the Night Stalker and Montana start making out and the final words of the episode are, why the fuck haven't you killed her yet? Or, or maybe it's why the hell haven't you killed her yet? I guess I wanted to spice it up, but what the hell just happened indeed? Oh, man. So I've got so many questions, but first I want to talk about those kills, kills, kills. Can you pay my kills? Can you pay my telephone kills? Can you pay my autophone, auto, automo kills? <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, so a few people die in this episode. The copycat jingles get uh, their... So there's like three of them that we, there's four of them that we meet, but three of them die. We don't know any of them except Larry is one of their friends. Uh, so one of them gets their neck sliced open and they bleed out, assumedly. Another one gets their neck like kind of stabbed through. And then finally, Tre those are both by Mr. Jingles. And then Trevor pushes one into the spikes. And we can only assume, like I said, he is bleeding out and dying. But the other one that we meet is in a nice little uh, exchange where he's like, oh, hey, I, thanks for bringing me out. I know you didn't, I know I had to pay you, I know they had to pay you, but I, I really appreciate it feeling like I'm one of the guys tonight. Uh, and he's just, he's got an inhaler and he's heavy set and he's like tripping over himself. And even uh, uh, Mr. Jingles thinks his life is too sad to kill him. So he lets him go. Um, but those are the copycat jingles, the ones that we kill, see die and the ones that we don't see die. Another one that we see is Ray's Pledge, whose name I don't believe we get. But, uh, man, we basically have to watch him die twice. And the second time is so much worse. It's straight out of, like, a Black Mirror episode. Really, again, like its own horror movie. Black uh, American Horror Story Fraternity would be a crazy season. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I could see that really working, actually. <laughs> Another death that we see is uh, the OG Rita. Mr. Jingle shoves an oar all the way down her throat. Uh, we don't really only get one good look at it just for a second. I feel like that's FCC saying how long you can uh, hold on something gross like that. But that's an image we've seen uh, a few times before, usually with like uh, savages or some kind of uh, cavemen having like people on a spit uh, or um, like on a pike or something like that. But uh, this is this is just a, a, a different version of that. It's it's nasty. It's gross. Uh, we don't get a good look at it, but it's a horrible way to die. And uh, I don't think it would be as instant as it was in this show. Uh, but like most '80s deaths like that, they're they're pretty. Like you could get stabbed in the stomach and be dead within seconds. Uh, I don't think that's the God. If only I, I feel like there are people who were stabbed in real life that wish it was like that. But no, no, no. Getting an oar shoved down your throat, I imagine, is agonizing and uh, takes forever to die. And you could probably be saved, but I don't know what state you would be in uh, at that point. <laughs> if you'd want to be saved, gosh. 
And then finally, the last uh, death that we see is one that I forgot to mention is that <laughs> Ray, oh God. So yeah, Ray gets on the motorcycle and he gets away. Uh, Montana and the Night Stalker are making out, but all before that, Ray is on his motorcycle and he's like, goodbye, uh, see you later, Camp Redwood, and uh, <laughs> see you in another life. That's what he says. And he's on the motorcycle and then swing, his head flies off. We, I, I think that was Mr. Jingles who had a like razor sharp axe. It would only make sense because he's the strongest killer of uh, anybody right now. But yeah, just one clean cut, and the motorcycle even like keeps going for a little bit, like it, like nothing had even happened. Uh, that's typical '80s uh, body physics for you. But uh, yeah, that's the other death, and the final death is Ray. Uh, man. <laughs> Uh, so that's kills, kills, kills. Now we can move on to Mystery LLC, where I get to ask my lingering questions. My first one is, the Night Stalker in Montana, it, that's a thing? They're a thing? They're making out together? They, 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 they're in cahoots? And and the little promo for the next episode made it even more confusing, but... Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's a thing. That that's that's my first question. It's a two-part question. My second part is uh so Montana wants someone dead and I feel like we're led to believe that uh well the question is, the question is does she want does Montana want Brooke dead or does Montana want Margaret Booth dead? Which leads me to my second question, where the heck was Margaret Booth this episode? Last episode, she had just met the Night Stalker and the ghost uh, Jonas, and now she's nowhere to be seen. So that's that's a question that I have. What's she been doing with the last few hours while all of this has been going on? And furthermore, where did Rita, a.k.a. Donna Chambers, take Brooke? Is she going to use her? Well, well, uh, I'll wait to share my theories. Uh, I guess some of them might be answers to my questions. But uh, the last one for Mystery LLC, are we going to see more ghosts? Is Ray going to come back as a ghost? Are the copycat Jingles going to come back as ghosts like Jonas? Or is Jonas truly the only ghost that we're going to get? It's, uh, it had my head. It had me scratching my head, certainly. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't have any other, uh, major questions. Those are some of the big ones just about, uh, the, oh, I guess another question could be how many copycat jingles are there and, uh, how, how much is that going to like cause more, how many headaches is that going to cause Margaret Booth and all these campers? And, uh, the other question is they've already killed one of their like quote unquote main cast. I guess you could say Trevor has been moved into that too. Uh, and Margaret, I mean, everybody who showed up in the first episode, but the main teens I thought would last a little bit longer. It's unfortunate that the first person of the main group to die was the black guy. Um, uh, I guess I should save that for my next segment, which is coming up right now. Theory Canal, where I get to talk about some of the theories that I had from last episodes that maybe got uh, resolved or heightened in whatever way. And uh, I also share my current theories from this episode. So first off, I was right. I theorized at the end of last episode that someone else is killing as Mr. Jingles, and I was 100% right. We've got copycat Jingles, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> big pat on the back for me. And then my theory for this episode is uh, 
I think Rita is going to somehow put Brooke into like a trap situation where Mr. Jingles can do his thing and Rita can observe and learn what she needs to from him being in his element. And I further theorize that Brooke will somehow outsmart it and get out of that situation and go on her own, uh, like, I gotta get out of here kind of killing spree like we saw at the end of uh, Get Out where, you know, the main character isn't necessarily a killer. They're just a person who doesn't want to die. And <laughs> it's amazing what some people are capable of when placed into that situation like an animal in a, a, a corner. We all like to think that we would be like that, uh, that we would be the kind of person who, when faced with just absolute madness and gaslighting and and uh, uh, a horrible situation, that we would fight and we wouldn't give in to what the madness is trying to tell us and what the masses uh, are trying to like brainwash into you. And so I, I, that, that's my theory for Rita and Brooke. Uh, my other theory is that uh, Margaret Booth has been with Jonas like talking to him about all the times that he's died if he like remembers them and or uh about like what happened that night and uh him her telling him like what happened since like through from 1970 to 1984 about like history and music and stuff and maybe they start uh uh I don't know. She seems kind of flirtatious, but I thought that would be—I thought that would be a really fun thing—is just in my head canon. If she had like a cross-temporal relationship with this uh, ghost, I guess he's a ghost. Another theory is that uh, Camp Redwood is like uh, time displaced. That that something about it, like uh, for for people who who I don't know, it's a harder one for me to back up. But I wanted to share it. I want to share all my weird theories and theory canal. Um, we'll see if that one plays out. Those are kind of my more outlandish ones, and I guess I'm reaching because I didn't have that many theories for this episode. But that's okay. Uh, so that does it. The so there's a segment that I can do for this episode that I feel like I didn't get to do for the last couple of ones. Uh, screaming themies which is where I talk about some of the themes that are kind of being brought up across several episodes, one of the, some of the more macro themes, which is harder to uh, discern for a uh, first and second episode. But with this third one, I feel like we're getting a real theme of guilt and like self-shame. We've got Brooke, who has a life of not being believed and kind of internalizing that, that no one ever believes me. And then we've got Ray, who is absolutely the worst person so far that that we know of, uh, who committed, who who basically killed his his friend, his pledge, covered it up, killed him a second time when he couldn't, uh, like you know, face the gravity of the situation and maybe call a doctor or nine one one or something, and uh, is just racked with such guilt that in in a situation where it's life or death he has to get this off his chest and saying it makes him feel better uh, and lets him be just as douchey as he ever was um so this this theme of guilt uh that that these characters carry with themselves of uh xavier having this guilt for getting the producer killed and wanting to make sure that if he can save one person maybe he can be redeemed uh is uh a nice segue into my second theme in Screaming Themies, which is redemption. 
Xavier mentions wanting to be redeemed for getting that uh, uh, porn producer killed. Chet seems to be uh, seems to want to be redeemed. His oh, and that ties back into his guilt for confessing about the steroids that uh, disqualified him from being in the Olympics. Even Mister Jingles wants to be redeemed for, I guess, being a, a a murderer. He he's accepted that he's a murderer and he doesn't want to murder anymore. He's repentant, which is a, a whole nother like triggering. I should maybe that should be a new segment. Is a fridge horror? Is that Mister Jingles just wants to, or at least before Donna showed up, he just wanted to move on. He wanted to be better, and and she came in and told him that. I'll help you be better, but it's like a trial by fire thing. Like, first, I got to push you through and into the trigger zone where you will be most triggered, and I guarantee you will do, will, will uh, regress. But that will lead to maybe saving lives. And wouldn't it be nice for you to be the last uh, serial killer? Uh, is how I interpreted that. It's, uh, yeah, so maybe I should introduce that to some fridge horror things, things that are scary when you think about them and not necessarily within their context that they, they present us, but once you have a chance to sit on it, or if you will, once it has a chance to sit in the fridge and cool and uh, preserve for a little bit, you have some time to realize, oh, wow, that's that's uh, way scarier than I thought. Uh, so going back, though, the screaming theme of redemption uh, Brooke wants to be redeemed for uh, I get, I I don't know but I I feel like everybody wants to be redeemed. Um, oh, Margaret Booth wants uh, redemption, or if maybe via revenge by uh, killing Mister Jingles herself and taking all of that uh, agency and all of her fear, everything that happened from that night back. Um, so yeah, those are my themes. Uh, so I guess that just leaves end status, which uh, I, I think I already said it, but just to sum it up, we've got Xavier, Trevor, and Chet with a fake Mr. Jingles mask and a dead Mr. Jingles at their feet and possibly another Mr. Jingles about to get them. Then we've got Ray and Montana and the Night Stalker. Ray is dead. Montana and the Night Stalker are in cahoots. Margaret Booth and Brooke and Rita, a.k.a. Donna Chambers, are nowhere to be found. And that's the end of uh, American Horror Story season 1984, <laughs> episode three. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a pretty straightforward episode. I feel like it was mostly uh, relegated to those four big points, the reveal about Rita's real identity, the copycat jingles, uh, Ray's past and his subsequent death, and Montana and the Night Stalker's relationship getting developed a little bit. And it looked like in the promo for next week's episode, we'll be getting even more info into what Montana's plan is. And uh, hopefully we'll see Margaret Booth again. And hopefully you'll come back to see me again here on The Gory Days. Next Thursday, we'll be talking about a brand new episode of American Horror Story the day after it comes out, so you can hear my thoughts on it. And on Tuesday, we'll be releasing a normal episode uh, with a movie and a fantastic guest, uh, a a creative executive here in Hollywood, California. Uh, But until then, stay scary out there. The Gory Days!